I've said this so much, like, because of my empathy, I literally cannot be friends with people who don't use condoms because the stress that you might get pregnant or get an STD affects me every fucking day. Every day. Welcome to Manic Podcasting, the one podcast that gives you up close and personal accounts of people who struggle with mental illness from their own perspective. I'm your host, Amanda Stoddard, and I'm here today with Erin Wells. She talks about being an empath. We talk about the stigmatization behind mental health, and there's also a life hack at the very end, so be sure to listen until then. This is Manic Podcasting. Let's make some noise. All right, I'm here today with it's me. Yeah. My roommate Mackenzie's here. We have a playlist. Go listen to it. Go listen to our playlist. Yeah. Swag. It's my pinned tweet currently. And what is your Twitter? Oh. Right now it's at misunderstood513, but I hate that and I'm trying to change it to something else. But Queen Misunderstood, which is what my Instagram is, doesn't fit. So I'm in like a transition process, but that's what it is. Erin, <laughs> you're an active member of the Cincinnati community. What have you that's been doing lately? <laughs> that's, that's what they say. Um, uh, let's see what I've been doing lately. Obviously, Donuts and Alcohol. We just wrapped up season four. Check that out every Thursday. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's Donuts and Alcohol, A K A H O L, and then like an N in the middle. You know, we do events and interviews and all kinds of media coverage and I'm a photographer for them and a a brand ambassador I would say slash groupie I don't know <laughs> we love it so check that out I'm also doing a bunch of freelance stuff um if you need makeup done if you need a website made obviously photography is like my main thing I'm also trying to start like styling shoots because I would just really love to do that. Because I was at a video shoot the other day and I was just thinking like, I have so many cool ideas of shit you could do right now, but I feel like I'm totally overstepping my boundaries if I tell you to do them. So I just didn't. But I, sh- I, I want to start like being a creative director. If yeah, you that would be awesome. I just I'm just a public figure. <laughs> I'm going to put that in my bio. Hashtag public figure. Yeah, I do stuff. Yeah. I do stuff. So hit up Erin Wells for all your stuff having needs. Yeah, please. If you have stuff that you need, hit me up. And even if I don't have it, I can definitely find you the person who does. So Right. It's up. all about connections around exactly. these parts, for sure. Around these parts, yeah. But really, please check out my website, you guys, on a desktop computer, like a laptop, whatever, not on your phone, because it looks so fucking beautiful, and like no one looks at it on their laptop, and it's I really upsetting. I it, and it was beautiful. Thanks. <laughs> I put like, all kinds of effects in there and like strips and like on the mobile version, it's literally just like a grid of pictures and it's stupid, but still good pics. Hire me. Yes. All right. So let's move into why I'm here. Yeah. The whole, <laughs> the whole reason why you came on Manic Podcasting today. Because I just want to talk shit. Yeah, of course. I want to talk about mental health. Because it's cool and, like, nobody does this. No one has a platform where they're, like, this is the forefront of it. And I really wanted to be on that. Yeah. And, I mean, there's so many podcasts out there that are, like, from a psychological standpoint, like, this is what this is. And, oh, I have this experience with this client who does this. But, like, it's hard to find, like, real people talking about their experiences. Like, personifying them in real time. Mm -hmm, Exactly. So, I think that's so important. Yeah, there's lots of, like, psychology podcasts but like they're not the person experiencing the thing that they're describing so yeah it's 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 a lot yeah so what do you 
personally want people to know about yourself? And my mental health? Or, like, in my personality? Or, like, all in what regard? I think it all kind of goes hand in hand. So well, first and foremost, I'm a Gemini sun, Virgo moon, Capricorn rising. So. Nice. If that means anything to you. Like, cyclical depression and, like, episodes and, like, mm-hmm. whatever, manic, everything, whatever. I'm not super manic, though. I don't get that manic. So maybe I shouldn't be on the manic podcast. <laughs> um... <laughs> We were actually just talking about that the other day. We were like, you don't really get very manic. I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'm bipolar at all because I don't... It's usually just lows, just lots of lows, no highs. Yeah. (laughs) I think the thing that I learned about myself with my struggle is that, like, you're going to hit a lot of roadblocks before you really find, like, what it is that you're going through. For sure. Because I started out anxiety depression. Then I got diagnosed with bipolar then you know some and then I held on to that for a really long time because it fits so well you know and then come to find out I literally find out in like 2017 that it's actually that I actually have CPTSD Mm. so and they're very similar what does CP stand for the complex post-traumatic stress disorder oh yeah so it's when you have trauma in your developmental years Mm. So it affects the way that your brain functions Mm. and is basically programmed. So you're programmed differently than everyone else because you went through so many stressors. Yeah. It's very (laughs) interesting and it's a very new, it's a very new thing Mm. that they're looking into. And that's why EMDR is such like a... Right. I think I want to do something like that. I feel like I do have trauma from my childhood that I've just repressed because there are just such... There are just certain situations that I know make me react so weirdly and so abnormally, and I yeah. have no idea why, and I cannot. Yeah, and you're like, where did that come from? And yeah. you like fucking psychotherapy to like unleash the memory of whatever it is. Yeah. And I don't want to. Because that's what happened to me. It's like I didn't remember shit until I was in middle school. Like I didn't think I'd like. I mean, I had like a not the best childhood. Like, I had a very dysfunctional childhood, a very, like, inconsistent traumatic childhood. But, like, I didn't know, like, the extent of my trauma until, like, middle school when it all came out. Mm. And, like, all, all the memories resurfaced because I was Damn. repressing it for so long. Damn. And then after that, I was, like, you know, and then, like, I was in middle school, so I have to be, like, am I lying to myself? Like, am I making myself feel this way because I want attention or whatever? Mm-hmm. And it took me a really long time to actually learn what repression was. Yeah, it's real. Yeah. It's real. And, like, being in touch with your own body is so important. Like, realizing what things upset you and kind of, like, knowing that and being able to, like, set boundaries with yourself. For sure. That's what that book I told you to read is all about. What is it called again? The Empath Survival Guide. It's incredible. It changed my life. It's actually my roommate's. She's an empath, too. We all are. It's a crazy house. (laughs) But, um... (laughs) But, um... Yeah, I've I've been reading it for a really long time. I, like, never have time to read. But when I do, I'm reading that book. And it's awesome. It's giving me, like, meditations, grounding techniques, strategies, boundaries to set. And it teaches you so much about, like, what kind of empath you are. Because there's a really, really wide spectrum from just being like highly sensitive to being like literally psychic and like everything in between and then there's like animal empaths plant empaths like astrological empaths there's empaths who can like almost are like mediums there's like all kinds of different empaths 
So, That's yeah, I don't think I'm a plant empath, but. So what is your experience with being mm-hmm. an empath? Uh, okay, so I had no idea that this was even a word or a thing or something that anyone else experienced ever until last August or something. And that's when I got the book. And I was, as I'm reading the book, I'm like, holy shit, like this is explaining my entire life to me and explaining why like, I feel like I'm gonna pass out at the grocery store, why I love the bath so much, or like just all kinds of like weird stuff. Grocery stores are the fun Yeah, or exactly, or I use ClickList every time. That's a great boundary I set for myself. I will not go into a grocery store because I literally, I have almost blacked out multiple times in grocery stores. I have like panic attacks when I go to grocery stores now because oh. it is just literally sensory overload, like the fluorescent lights and the noises and the other people's energies is just like, chaotic but um I used to tell people when I was like growing up I would tell people I feel like I have empathic empathetic superpowers that's how I would describe it because I had no idea this was a thing and then my the my roommate who gave me the book we started working together and I heard her say this word and I was like that's totally what I am like what are you talking (laughs) about like what is that you experienced this like are you serious and then she we like I started reading all about it and I read the book and I was just like Jesus this is it but my experience has just been like I used to tell people I had the superpowers and then I could heal people and I felt like just like I don't know I guess I'll give examples because I don't really know how to like say it but when I was in like a senior in high school my friend was like drunk and like throwing up and I was like sitting with her all night and like I used to like be so terrified of throwing up I still am but I used to like not even be able to be in like the same room with someone who might throw up like so that was the first time that I was ever able to like be with someone because it affects me so much when someone else is throwing up like I know everyone says like I throw up when someone else throws up but I literally like I am so fucking sick if someone else is throwing up like in the worst possible way and like so I was with her and then I remember her stomach like growled in this weird way and like I had like a thought and a feeling as if I was her like I like like felt herself thinking about her ex-boyfriend and like missing him like in that moment when her stomach growled like it triggered her remind like a memory of him and I like felt it as it happened and I was like did you just think about Brad she was like what yes and I'm like oh me too like I don't know (laughs) like what the fuck and like that was one of the first, I didn't even know what that meant, but that was one of the first times. And then I like healed her like the rest of the night. Like I like literally healed her and she stopped throwing up and like, it was amazing. But that was the first time that I was ever like, oh shit. Like I literally feel what other people are thinking and feeling. And like, there's just been so many, like I'm very, very connected with animals too. Like I can like totally like we can communicate. You want to heal my cat? He's a psychopath. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if I can heal cats. I feel like there's, just all powerful yeah <laughs> they're more powerful than us they have to heal <laughs> us that's so true He's but good. yeah and it, it it's gotten like it's taken me a, a while to realize that like my empathy is why like I, I just care so much about other people and like them being like satisfied in life and yeah. like just making sure that they just have a good life like I just care so much about other people and it's because I like literally like if you're having a shitty life and I'm around you like me too like I'm I'm absorbing all of your stress all of your anxieties all of your depression all of it like y'all gotta take care of yourselves if you want to hang out with me (laughs) I was about to be like 
stay away from me. <laughs> right. Like that is my number one <laughs> rule is like, I, I'm so empathic where like, if you have a mental illness or like something like an excuse almost, if you have a solid reason for why you're doing something, like I'm so like, Oh, I understand that. And it's fine. Yeah. But it, it affects me really heavily. If like you have something that you're not working on that like causes yeah. you to just be shitty and yeah. have a shitty life and treat people shitty. Like, and so if someone isn't working on their own mental health, but they know they have issues, like, I can't be around them because I can't have you do something and then be like, oh, it's because of my anxiety or, oh, it's because I'm depressed. Like, oh, then go to therapy. Like, yeah, do don't take that. it out on me. Yeah. Do you find people, like, getting kind of offended by you wanting space from them? Oh, absolutely. I actually, I had a friend who I had this experience with and I I distanced myself a lot and my other friends were like you have to say something to her and I was like I don't feel comfortable basically telling someone about themselves like hey I can't hang out with you because your personality is too much for me like it was a me thing and I mean it's kind of a you thing too but like whatever (laughs) but like I I told her I was like I'm just kind of you know reassessing them some things I'm like moving some things around and I just I'm like putting my energy into different things and this isn't something I can really put my energy into because she's just one of those people where like her anxiety rules her life and yeah. she doesn't do anything about it and I'm so empathic that I'm like or I empathetic have a lot of people like that yeah right? where I'm like oh, I totally can pinpoint exactly why you're doing every single thing that you're doing and I can feel all the feelings you were feeling when you made that decision but like you're not doing anything to stop yourself from feeling those feelings so like this is just gonna keep happening forever and forever and forever and if I enable you like, you're always going to be able to use your mental struggle as an excuse to just be shitty. Yeah. And I and can't be around that. You. Right. And then on top of the fact that you're being shitty to other people, you're being so shitty to yourself. And I have to, like, console you and work you through these stressful situations that you've caused that if you were just always working on your mental health, you wouldn't be in these situations. And I yeah. just had to, like, we're not friends at all. <laughs> but that was, like, yeah, she was very offended. She literally said, like, I could not have worded it any better or like more like making it a me thing and she just took it horribly and like so now I don't I honestly don't know because that situation has kind of like traumatized me because like my book's telling me like just be honest and like set boundaries and the one time I tried to like it really fucking blew up in my face and now I don't really know how to go about doing that because a lot of the people it's tough because like when you want to say that to someone, like, I want to set this boundary, you kind of assume that they're exactly like you and they're going to be like, yeah. that makes sense. Right. But because but they they're going through what they're going through and they're not working on it, yeah. they can react so you have no idea how they're going to right. react. Right. And I also think it's important for you to put into perspective, too, that setting those boundaries is important for you. Mm-hmm. And if they can't give you that, like, emotional space to be able to do that, then obviously they're being a selfish person. But, I mean, that's exactly what happened when she yeah. responded. I was like... I mean, this is exactly why I'm doing what I'm doing. So I right. hope you can, like, see that in your if, response. Right, because if people, like, truly care about you and were truly there for you, then they would understand why you need to take that space. Right. Because they would be self-aware in themselves, like, yo, I get it. Right, and I'm caring for you enough that the reason I need to take this break is because I'm constantly pouring into you solutions and things you can do and tactics and, and that's why they all get kinds so of shit. And you can't, you're, you're like... 
yeah, I'm already doing that. Like, I, I, I'm with you all the time. You're not. Like, yeah. don't tell me you're working on stuff that you're not working on. Yeah, like, and that's why people in, the, in those kind of situations, like, get so mad and get so defensive. It's just because, like, they know all They know, things. exactly. They know it. They're aware of it. That, I mean, that's something I say all the time is, like, the truth is really the only thing that hurts. Like, yeah, exactly. someone can say, like, you're... I can't think of anything. Like, you're a dumb bitch. Like, thank you. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, no, the fuck I'm not. But, like... You, you know, something true. And then I would be like, fuck. You're late all the time. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) But like, yeah, it's like, the truth fucking hurts, bro. And like, that, I've I've really had to learn that. Because like, if someone says something to me, and I'm like, really offended by it, and I'm like, fuck you. Like, that's not true. And I'm like, well, why am I so upset? It's probably true. Maybe I should, like, take a look inside. So, how do you... I guess this is a really loaded question to ask, but like, how do you deal in the moment with those kinds of things? Like, do you have any coping tactics? That no, you I'm the worst or? with that. Honestly, like truly and honestly, I am in the moment. I'm such, I'm terrible at taking care of myself. Like 10 minutes later, after I like process it, I can like send you a text like, Hey, that really bothered me. But like in the moment, I'm just like, I either like laugh or like, I just do some weird shit. Like, I'm kind of a pussy for real, and I'm kind of working on that. Well, I think it's because you're an empath, so you put in you put everyone else before yourself. For sure, so like yeah, it, it's really hard if someone wrongs me. Yeah. It's hard for me to tell them that they wronged me because I understand why they did it, and I know how they're gonna feel when I tell them that they wronged me, and I'm I don't want them to feel that way. Yeah. Even though I'm feeling like shit because you just wronged me, so like yeah, yeah. it's fucking crazy, but. Yeah, like, I had a shitty-ass roommate who would just be shitty all the time, and I, like, she was crazy depressed. She had, like, bipolar, too. And I felt so bad being, like, can you clean up so we don't get bugs? Because I know that, like, you're so fucking depressed, and, like, I can feel that from you. But, like, that's, I obviously had to take care of that shit. But I didn't. I never did. She was just a slob the whole time. (laughs) So you're like, fuck this shit, I'm out. I moved out, right. Fuck this shit, I'm out. (laughs) But yeah, I'm I'm learning like in my book, I'm learning like meditation strategies and like grounding stuff for like if you are in a situation that like you can't say like no or like whatever, like you just have to kind of work through it rather than around it. Like there are I, one technique I've really been working on. It did, I put it into practice like one or two times and it really works, but you just focus on your feet and you focus on like bringing all of the energy that you're absorbing down into your feet so that it doesn't stay in you or like yeah. spread and you that's literally exactly ground that shit today, yeah. yes that's amazing yeah. it's like she the way that she described it was she was holding my hands and she said take the light from the from the deepest core of the earth watch it come up through every single part of the earth into your feet let it reach into your solar mm. plexus and then let it, I guess, like, leave into the atmosphere hmm. and into the planets and the stars and connecting with the sun. And then once you connect with the sun, let the sun send it back into you. And then just put it all back into the earth. And that really, wow. yeah. And that. And then in that regard, you're kind of, like, giving it up to someone else to take care of. You're connecting to not only the ground below you and the earth, but you're also connecting to the universe and the fucking sun, mm. which is the creator of all life. Right. You know? You can have this problem, sun. Right. 
<laughs> exactly. Like, this one's not Take it. Me. Put it up. Put it away. Yeah. So, and that actually really helped me kind of today. I love that. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's, I like that extra step of it. Yeah. There, she also says you should try to walk outside barefoot as often as you can in the grass and just, like, reconnect yourself with the earth. And I've been doing a lot of, like, root chakra healing. I'm, like, real into the chakras. But, um... Yeah, your root chakra has to come first, and, like, that, I think, like, my root chakra is so fucking out of whack that, like, that is what allows me to be such an empath. Like, I'm so ungrounded that I'm just a part of everything and everyone else, and I really need to, like, hone in on that groundedness in myself. Yeah. I'm trying to, um, once I finish this book, I'm gonna go back through and I'm gonna make, like, a little, almost like a scrapbook of, like, all the different meditations and techniques and stuff taking out all the like novel part of it and like just have a little like guide like hey yeah like a little table of contents like if you're in a public and you feel this do this and like whatever so I'll get you a copy when I make that yes mindfulness is definitely a huge technique I use even when I'm not even empathy just like anxiety and depression I just whatever it's just to center back to the literal like the literal present moment that you are inside of and be like wall white that feels rough and like I feel cold and like my skin feels I feel hair like you literally just like touch things look at things hear things taste things and just like take note of it and literally be like I'm here because so I've been thinking about this a lot like so all of anxiety is you're either worrying about the future or you're thinking about the past like you're never it's either (laughs) it's either even if it's about your present moment it's about what if or what just happened like There is almost zero anxiety about right now. Green tree, what you know, yeah. air. Like there's almost nothing that's just like noticing and like they try I mean they try and say like just take note and don't judge, you know, but that's really fucking hard cuz I have an opinion about everything. Yeah. <laughs> but and then also I've been thinking a lot is that anxiety is literally rooted in selfishness. Like you're you're almost never like I can't think of a single example where I'm anxious about someone else and that's not rooted in selfishness. Like, so I just try and even when I'm in the present moment, I'm like, I wonder how that guy feels today. Or like, Mackenzie, how was your day? Or like, you know, just like literally trying to put your focus on anything other than your own brain for 10 seconds is just like calming. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I was reading an article about this the other day. You know, the, I, I think it's, one of the great philosophers, I think, therefore I am. And that, like, sparked... Uh, Descartes. Yep. And that sparked, like, a lot of anxiety for people. Because for me, I feel like if I'm not thinking about something or worrying or, like, planning or something, then I'm wasting fucking time. Yeah. If I'm not using my brain, then I'm wasting fucking time. And that's crazy. Like, I... But sometimes it's I kind of am wasting time, though. Like... I'm wasting time thinking, like, I'm wasting the time that we could be using right here to connect with each other, thinking about some other stupid shit. Like, in that, I'm wasting time. Yeah. So I'm just trying to think less. (laughs) So how do you kind of navigate around big spaces, like events and stuff? Because I know that you're active in... Who I don't want to tell you because I don't want to put that out there as a suggestion. You just get fucked up? (laughs) I can't drink either, so, like, shit's really rough. Why can't you drink? I get sick as fuck. And a lot of it is anxiety too. Like I, I'm so anxious that I will throw up from it that now I don't even enjoy the process of drinking at all. Cause it's like, 
I don't know if I'm allergic to it or if I'm allergic to gluten or like what, but like when I take a sip of alcohol, I can literally feel that like it's not going to the right place. It's not breaking down the way it's supposed to. Like I can just feel it and it's just wrong and it's not right because it's poison. Alcohol is poison. Alcohol is poison. Alcohol is literally poison. I know that. Like literally poison, but also so is penicillin. So I'm going to swing us all the way back before yeah, I forget to back. mention this to you get us back, please. because I think that this is really important when we're talking about empathy and we're talking about like in the moment dealing with things mm-hmm. there is a special nerve in your body called the vagus nerve right okay it basically when it is activated it promotes basically calming tendencies to simplify it mm-hmm. and so to activate it I'll I'll share with you some things that my therapist shared with me like you know how we always like like tap our foots when we're anxious slow it down go like this and then just like you're slowly like up and down then you can do like this too if you want because I like to do that too but being slow about it I wish I could explain to you guys what she's doing right now (laughs) just slowly move your foot up and down as if you're pressing the brake on a car nice yeah that's exactly what she's doing yeah and then so what it does is like your vagus nerve is activated like at the bottom of your foot right and Mm. so by doing that it sends it all the way up and then releases calming tendencies like that the more i learn the more i realize that like all the different practices and like methods and shit that we all like argue over is does this work or is this what you're supposed to do they're all the same like, that, to me, is so rooted in, like, chakras and, yeah. like, grounding oh, techniques and, like, sure. energy fields mm-hmm. and, like, that's also so medical. Like, yeah. Ugh, and also a good way together? as well. Like if, you're, like, if you're in the car and you can't do that or you're not in a place where you feel like you can do that with your foot. Also, you know how they say, you know, smell the roses, blow out the birthday candles. You have to go like this. Bitch, I do that all the time when I'm anxious already. That's crazy. I literally, whenever I'm anxious, I always like... Yeah. Because when you do that and you... I'm putting my mouth in like a very tight circle and blowing out. <laughs> and um, that also helps trigger the biggest nerve. Amazing. Yeah. Another thing. Bilateral stimulation. Okay, I'm writing that down. This is another really good tactic that you use, and it's so fucking simple. And it's really good when you're in the moment of crisis. When you, like, feel yourself kind of starting to get that really bad anxiety, and it's starting to bubble up. And what you do, because it's bilateral, right? So you're working both parts of your brain, so it's activating both parts of your brain. So it's helping focus on something. Cool. And it calms down your central nervous system. So all you really have to do, cross your arms... Tap on your legs. Oh. And breathe. You could do it like this. You could do it. You could cross your arms and do it on your shoulders. I love that. However you want. But because you're crossing your arms, doing it on separate sides of your body, you're not only, you know, moving both hands, you're also tapping both shoulders or both legs or whatever. And I think, like, all all the things we're doing are just so rooted in mindfulness. They're so holistic, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they're just, like... Use your brain to do the thing, like, a thing that you're doing. Like, don't use it for other shit. Like, literally tap or, like, do whatever. Like, breathe and, like, be part of this. Yeah. That's good. 
What did you circle back to? You said it was really important. The vagus nerve. That's vagus nerve. Too. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, and it like it also helps you too because it's like it's science based, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you're doing it and you're thinking like, okay, how do scientists, you know, prove that this shit works? So like. Even if it doesn't actually work and you're placebo, placebo affecting yourself. Who cares? Like, who gives a fuck People say that, they're like, oh, that doesn't work. It's a placebo effect. I'm like, okay, you still get the benefits of a placebo effect. Like, <laughs> like if it works, it works. Like, I don't, like, I'm not sitting here doing this because I think I'm going to cure my depression, but I am going to treat the symptoms of it. I'll exactly. do anything that does that. Yeah. Like, whether it's fake or not. And uh, I'm going to just share with, I'm going to share with the class. I'm just going to share with everybody <laughs> some apps that I personally like to use. Headspace? Um, Headspace is a great one. I also use Rooted, which is one that I just recently found. Ooh. And it's really good when you're in the moment of crisis because you press this big red button right here on the homepage. Oh, I pressed the wrong thing. But it can help you. You can do like a, you can do body scans. You can do all kinds of other stuff. I hate body scans. Uh, the breathing tool. You can like learn about stuff. But if you press this button, it's like... The big red button is, like, you're in the middle of an anxiety attack. And it asks you, like, how are you feeling? Not good. And then you're like, help me feel okay. And then so... <laughs> I love this. And basically what it does is you just, like, it just tells you, like, you just read these things. So if you're, like, in a crowded place and, like, you need to read, you can read it. If you're in the car, you can do, like, the... And so it, it'll... And then you can just keep going until you're feeling okay. Your body is capable of handling everything you're feeling right now. You do not experience panic attacks 24-7. This will end just like the rest of them. So it kind of like helps you like talk you through this. I absolutely adore that. Yeah. What's that called? Rooted? Yeah. But it's R-O-O-D. Okay. Yeah. And that really helps. Um, The breathe, the stop, breathe, think was another one that my therapist recommended. This one's really good too. Because you check in every day. It's very similar to Headspace. You check in every day with how you're feeling. And then, like, you know, physically, how are you feeling? Okay, like, bad. And then, mentally, how are you feeling? Meh. And then you can Is add... Is meh an option? Yeah. Oh. You can add up to five emotions that you're feeling. Oh, my God. And then it gives you a meditation. The, like, tailor a meditation. Yeah, it tailors a meditation for you based on how wow. you're feeling that day. Yeah. Okay, that's called Stop, Breathe, Think? Yes. And a lot of it is locked. Those are really good. A lot of it is right. locked, but like there's still a, a lot of really good stuff. They even have that's how headspace. They is. even have like yoga videos you can do. I love those. Yeah. Honestly, aside from apps, like anything on YouTube, like I have lately because I'm so into like the root chakras or whatever or the chakras. When I'm meditating or whatever, even if I'm like cleaning my room, like I'll put on one of those. Like, did you see that? Um, no, did you see that? Um, Janae Aiko, Janae Aiko. Janae Aiko, how she uses the... Yeah, so they'll basically be like those, the ones that are like, the one she the did shamans, specifically yeah. was in the key of C and it's good for the root chakra. Like there's literally hour and a half long videos that you can just put up on your TV while you do stuff and it's just like my old therapist, root chakra healing, yeah. sound baths is what they're called. Yeah, my old therapist actually does drum therapy. Oh yeah, yeah. I love that. I'm t- I want to get one of those like bowls. I really like the sound of them, like the, the vibration, the frequency that it's at. It literally is healing, and like that shit is science. Like it is. Like mm-hmm. if a certain frequency of vibration causes a certain wave in your brain, like who the fuck? I saw someone quote tweet that 
thing with Janae Aiko saying it with Aiko, whatever the fuck her name is, <laughs> saying that it was like witchcraft or whatever. And I'm like, it's literally science, but like, go off. Honestly, yeah. I kind of want to talk about more in depth what we started to talk about on the bakery with you with like, like stigmas and like oh, yeah, over diagnosing yeah. and like everyone trying to be like, I have this too to like mm-hmm. fit in or whatever. Yeah, and I didn't want to be like, during, like, in that kind of moment, I didn't want to be negative, you know? For sure, and I think... Because I wanted to be as, you know, like, middle of the road as I could. I was sweeted in that scenario. I was just, like, fine, you know? And because I didn't know, like, who was listening, if people would get offended, you know? I didn't want... Totally. I didn't want, like, hurt people's feelings because things like that can get, like, thrown around and, miscon- you know, misconceptions can get thrown around and things like totally. that. Totally. But I do think that we live in a culture where people are using it to their advantage. And it makes that me very too. angry. It does too. Because when people actually are dealing with it, it makes it way worse for them. Totally. And I feel that way about like just a lot of the things that we're experiencing right now. Like, and honestly, one of the main things for me is like, I hate telling people I'm an empath now because that is literally all over Twitter. Like, I'm an empath. Like, da-da-da-da-da. Or, like, dissociation. Oh, my God. Which drives me nuts because it's like, are you dissociating? I mean, because daydreaming is a form of dissociation. So, So it's like zoning out or, like, whatever. So, it's like, like there's a certain level of mad I want to feel about it because, like, scientifically, like, they're correct. But, like... They're not meaning it in the way that right until you dissociate for like days on end and you like don't think and you like you're a see person yourself anymore. outside of your Mackenzie is actually not a person, so that's what she says all the time. Like, like I don't know how else to explain it. it just oh I, yeah, it's so difficult to explain and to try to tell people that like you literally don't feel like you're. See, in. but I don't think it's dissociating. I don't know if what you're experiencing is based on what you explained to us. Yeah, I just don't think it is. I what do you think it is? Like a person. I don't know. That's the was, old, as much as I ask her, like, what do you mean by that? She's like, I don't know. I'm just not a person. And I'm like, okay. Because there is also depersonalization, oh. which is on the other end of dissociation where, because um, there's a difference between the two. I can't really remember what it is, but they're both, but one is a subcategory of the other one. And dissociation is like where you generally feel like you like left your body, left your body. And then depersonalization is where you feel like everything is not real. Where, like, you feel like... Ah, <laughs> yeah, there it is! Exactly. Holy shit, I can't explain to you how many times a day she says, is this real? Is any of this real? We're not real. None of this is real. And it is, um, essentially... I was feeling like that when we, Yeah, I was feeling that when we first moved in. Like, every time I would, like, walk into another room, I would be like... Like, I'm not connected to this. I feel like I didn't just walk here. Like, I don't live here. Like, this isn't real like am i in a dream is this a movie like what is this the weird vacation that's what we call our house (laughs) the weird vacation so how do you feel about the way that mental health is viewed currently in society i'm um it's it's like a double-edged sword for real like the more open people get and the more accepting people get like obviously that's benefits me because I I can be open about the things that I've experienced but also it becomes this double-edged sword where I can say something I'm going through and I just sound like every other Twitter bitch and you don't take my mental health seriously or the things that I experience seriously and that's something I'm running into a lot like 
no, I'm just like a person who is sensitive who to care things about and cares people. about people, yeah. right? Like and like it's like a competition to outstruggle or outsad someone. Like everyone wants to be fucked up and it is a lot what you said people want to use it to their advantage cuz they see it's working for other people, but like you don't understand that like you don't understand the extent If I'm actually experiencing this, like it's not to my advantage ever. Like ever. just because I could like tell someone like, "Hey, sorry, I did that because of my anxiety." Like that they don't then say like that that doesn't absolve what just happened yeah. or what I just felt but like if you really don't experience those things and then you just say that for Twitter or say that to get out of something like fuck you yeah. it's not an advantage I'm never I'm never using it to my advantage because I'm never at an advantage yeah it's something that people struggle with every fucking day every fucking day bro and when people are like when people make fun of the whole like trigger thing like that makes me the most mad because like I know people use it as like a joke like oh I'm triggered and it's like and like I think that's funny like I'm not gonna be mad at that like if you're blatantly using it as a joke like good for you right right but But, if someone's like oh are you triggered yes exactly (laughs) and that drives me fucking nuts because it's like you don't see what I might be when I'm triggered right like because triggering for me is completely different than triggering for a lot of people. Because a lot of times when people see PTSD, that's a like that's where the tr- the word trigger really stems from is trauma and like yep. something that brings you back to that moment that you yep. were in. If you don't have a moment to go back to, you don't fucking say that you're triggered. Or, don't walk around and be like, sorry, I have OCD, or like, oh, like, sorry, I'm depressed, or like, oh, I want to kill myself. Like, no, no, you don't. You're not depressed. You don't have OCD. You don't have PTSD. Like, oh my god, my desk is so organized. I have OCD. And it's like, no, go back and listen to the OCD episode with Meredith and Maureen, and you will listen to what OCD actually is. It's not fun. It's not cute. It's not quirky. Right. It's, it's not like, I bought a bunch of labels for my pantry, and now everything's in plastic bottles, and like, everything's organized. Like, I have OCD. Like, no. Like it's a, it's, a it's terrible. Yeah. Like it's a, it's an extreme form of anxiety that I can't even like imagine. I'm so blessed that I've never felt that because I got way too many other anxieties to worry <laughs> about. Yeah. Cause that's why grocery stores are so terrible for me is because all the smells and the sounds and the feelings and the people. Oh, I, I get triggered so easily in grocery stores to mm. the point where I will literally be like keeled over in the bathroom of Kroger, just like having a fucking panic attack. Because I'm not in Kroger anymore. I'm in the bedroom of my childhood home. Like, mm. type shit. And I think that's why it gets to me so much. Because it affects me so personally on a daily basis. Right. And I mean, it's just... I can't, like, come up with the wording to explain why that is so infuriating. But it's just, like... Ugh, it just is. Like, it's, it's just... It's very like, invalidating. You, exactly. It, that, that's the main point of, like, all of this. Is that while we're moving towards a place where things are a lot more accepted and open like things are becoming a lot a lot more invalidated because like yeah you've met six other people who told you they were an, an empath or you've met six other people who want to kill themselves or you've met six other people who even have like fucking endometriosis like people say that all the time because they have terrible cramps and i'm like no you have no idea like call me when you're literally laying on a public restroom floor of dairy queen in the middle of nowhere like screaming and bawling to your mom that you need to go to the nearest hospital and then tell me you have endometriosis like yep yep and i don't even know if i do but like i'm like that's 900 percent sure that i have it (laughs) 
Okay, well, I don't have anything else to say. Thank you for the donuts yeah. and the coffee because they were fucking delicious. Sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, except so- Dunkin', I'm not going to lie, you put way, way, way too much hazelnut in my coffee. Like a crazy amount to the point where it like changed the consistency. And it's weird. I want everyone to taste it. I need everyone to go around the room and taste it, please. Ah, it's really hazelnut. Grandma, <laughs> it tastes like I just put a peanut in my mouth. Literally, it literally the tastes fuck? like a hazelnut. Do you want to try mine? It's caramel yeah. with almond milk. I almost got caramel, but I was like, I get caramel all the time. It's the best. I love it. This is the worst thing I've ever tasted. Mmm, yours is so much better. But anyway, thanks still, Duncan. We appreciate you. <laughs> um. Oh, I guess what I want to say is just take care of yourself. Like, please. Your physical health, your mental health, your spiritual health, your emotional health, they're all equally important. Mental health may be even more so than physical health because it literally controls your physical health. Mm -hmm. So if you can get your mind right, you can get your body right. But also remember that your brain or that your gut is the second brain. I was going to say your gut too. Make sure your gut is clean. Try to be an alkaline vegan, you know, do what you can. (laughs) Just try really fucking hard. Um... I was a vegan for like a sort of vegan. I was like a, an, a I was vegan adjacent for like <laughs> two to three months. My body looked so amazing. I was like so happy. My mind was so much clearer. And then I just fucking like needed bacon or something. I don't even remember what it was. I think Taco Bell was the first thing I ate that broke it. Like that's not even worth it. That's so funny because there's so many good options at Taco Bell that you can eat. But not the beefy Frito burrito, which is what I needed. (laughs) (laughs) I I think literally what happened is I ate a Twinkie from the gas station. And like, because I I wasn't just trying to be vegan. I was trying to be like very clean eating. And I I started off by like juice fasting. And like, then I kicked it off. And I was only eating chicken. And then I cut that out too. And I was trying to cut out dairy and all kinds of shit. And I ate a Twinkie from the gas station, and I was like, well, fuck it. You, you went know? downhill from there. From downhill from there, and then I got Taco Bell, and and I even tried to tell myself, like, oh, it's okay, you know, the Twinkie's still vegan. Like, it wasn't clean, but, like, you know, you didn't eat meat, so you're fine. And then the fucking beefy Frito burrito. So. You know that Gold Star actually has fucking amazing vegan chili. Damn. It is so good. Have you had Skyline's? The BBR, no comparison. Gold Star. You've had them both? Hands down. Okay, cool. Hands down. The last time I went there, I asked the guy, like, do you like the veggie three-way? And he was like, I've never had it. I'm like, why? So I didn't get it. But I needed, all I needed was one person to tell me that. What I liked, and it's actually like the the vegan chili from Gold Star is actually better than Gold Star chili. Cool. Because I'm not a big fan of Gold Star's chili. I am. But they're, it's, and it tastes exactly like chili. There's literally no difference. Gold Star is low-key better than Skyline. Thank you. I agree. What I, what I, except for the cheese. What I like to do is go to Skyline, get a few the, cheese. Okay, Gold Star's cheese is the worst, bro. And I like to get a large sweet tea from Skyline and then like, like a bunch of cheese. And then I, like to go to, then I like to go to Gold Star and get their... Fries um, are better? Vegan, vegan chili fries. Oh! And then I like to put the Skyline cheese... On the gold star fries. That is a life hack. Their fries, although I'm not going to lie to you, Skyline's fries are like some of the best fast food fries. Skyline and Gold Star both have really good fucking fries. I agree. Unless you go on a day 
at Skyline specifically where they've just made funnel cake fries because then the regular fries taste like yeah, funnel taste cake fries and it's gross. Yeah. And ever since they've got the funnel cake fries, the regular fries have never tasted the same because the oil is always contaminated. Yep. So, you know, Skyline, if you're listening, if you could just have two separate fryers and two <laughs> separate baskets of oil, we would really appreciate that because I think that your fries are the best fast food fries. Sincerely... A concerned citizen. <laughs> yeah. And that about wraps it up. <laughs> That's going to do it. Yes. So you're, you're Queen Misunderstood on Instagram. Queen Misunderstood on Instagram, and that's MS understood. No periods, no nothing, but it's like misunderstood, misunderstood. You obviously get it. You're not stupid people. <laughs> and then, you know, Facebook. I actually can't be found on Facebook. I've been told numerous times that no matter how long you scroll through the Aaron Wellses, like, I don't come up. But I have a Facebook page now for Misunderstood, actually, so go like that. Please check out my website at misunderstood.co. Please book me. Um, check out Donuts and Alcohol, subscribe, follow us on everything, and that's all I have. Book me. Hell yeah. Pay me. <laughs> <laughs>